I started off in Luxor two nights and then three nights on the Nile cruise going from Luxor to Aswan. One night in Aswan, two nights in Marsa Alam, and two nights in Giza, two nights in Siwa, <laughs> one day trip to Alexandria, and one more day um, in Giza. I'm Trizzy. And I'm Leah. And this is Ticket to Anywhere podcast, bringing you the gear, tools, and tips to equip you for a travel-filled life. No matter your travel experience or lack thereof, we aim to be your first stop when you're thinking of where to go, how to get there, what to bring, and what to do. Catch the latest episode every other Wednesday on YouTube or your favorite listening app. We'd love to connect with you. Find Ticket to Anywhere on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Pinterest, and LinkedIn. This episode is about my trip to Egypt, and thank you for letting me talk your ears off about your dream trip. (laughs) We had to, (laughs) yeah. So, check, check. Uh, Basically, what I talked about was all the things that I packed, um, all the pre planning that I did, and what to expect when you're on land. I hope that encouraged you guys to put Egypt on your list. Mm -hmm. A lot of people have told me that they never had it under the radar or on the radar and they now want to go because I talk about how Egypt is not just a desert. There's beachside to Egypt and there's salt lakes in Egypt. Like one of the few salt lakes that you could actually float in, which is people wouldn't know this. Yeah. Yeah. So please enjoy the episode. I appreciate you guys. Uh, who has been following my stories, just like coming up or sliding into my DMs with questions and just compliments about how how I've changed their mind yeah. about Egypt. So appreciate it, appreciate it. And there is a big coffee and tea culture in Egypt. There is. There is. Yeah, actually I'm drinking coffee right now that Trizzy brought me back from her favorite part of Egypt, which you'll hear a lot about in the episode. It's called Siwa. So this is Siwan. Or Siwa coffee, coffee from Siwa. Yeah. Yeah. It's really delicious. Yeah. Yep. That's what I'm drinking today. Yes, and then you. My are- tea I got up in here is Siwan tea. And I had that in the desert of Siwa. Under the stars. Under the stars, <laughs> which is amazing. And basically Siwan tea is like lemongrass tea. You could put mm-hmm. sugar in it or you don't have to put sugar in it. So and it's actually surprisingly delicious. I was like lemongrass. Lemongrass like lemony. Yeah. Lemony. Yeah. But then I was like, oh, I didn't even know you could make that into tea. Oh. So okay. and it was great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love it. I'm yeah. glad you liked it. You brought a lot home, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. You know it. Yeah. So please enjoy this episode. And we wouldn't be able to do this without the love and help and support of each and every one of you in this Ticket to Anywhere community. And you know that every share, every like, every comment, every subscribe means a lot to us. And even any $1 or $2 donation, it helps us to keep creating fun and super helpful travel content for you. Content just like what's in this episode. So if you want to support us further, literally even a dollar donation, you can head to buymeacoffee.com forward slash ticket to anywhere. And in this episode, as you'll hear, there are some links that we're going to drop in the show notes for products that we use, we love, we trust, and we may get a small commission through them if you buy direct through us. So once again, we thank you so much for your support and contributions that 
way and um, cheers to Egypt. Cheers. Enjoy. Safety Wing is the world's first international travel medical insurance. You can sign up even if your trip is already happening or sign up in advance by selecting a future start date. For only $42 per four weeks, you can be covered under Safety Wing and its Nomad Insurance. Click the link in our description for more info and to sign up. Safe travels. All right, y'all. I am so excited to talk about this dream trip that happened for me. I got the chance to go to Egypt in November. A lot of tears were shed. Happy tears. <laughs> happy tears. Happy Very tears. happy tears. <laughs> so on land, I spent about 14 days. So we landed on a Saturday. On and land? Spent... How many days did you spend in the air and in the ocean? Oh my gosh, you didn't even want to know. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was like a 40-hour <laughs> trip, travel day, basically. Um, but so 14 days, six accommodations. The budget was not that bad because we used points for one-way flight on Qatar mm -hmm. going to Cairo. So it came out to be about $3,700 per person. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so if you can imagine, if we didn't use any points, Qatar one-way was pretty expensive at that time because mm -hmm. November, which is the month that I went, is high season in Egypt. So... It easily could have been about like $5,000 per person. Yeah. So the breakdown of my itinerary was uh, I started off in Luxor two nights and then three nights on the Nile cruise going from Luxor to Aswan. One night in Aswan, two nights in Marsa Alam and two nights in Giza, two nights in Siwa, <laughs> one day trip to Alexandria and one more day um, in Giza. So... I also didn't think Luxor was a real place. I thought it was just the hotel in Vegas. So now we know, confirmed, it's a real place in yeah. Egypt. And you know what sucks? In Luxor, in Luxor, Egypt, not Luxor Hotel. <laughs> in Luxor, Egypt, there's no pyramids there. <gasps> so That is like... That made me mad because realizing Luxor in Vegas, they should have just, just called like it Giza or something. Taking the piss with like <laughs> decorating however they want. Jeez, lies. Seriously, <laughs> man. But um, we're gonna jump into like the gear, all the document, yeah. all the documents that I brought, uh, medicine, packing as well, all mm -hmm, the tech that mm -hmm. I brought. Fun stuff. So. Uh, Gotta be prepared. Yeah, exactly. For the dream trip. What did this is what we're doing? We're explaining what Trizzy brought on her dream trip. Yeah, that's a great way to put yeah. it. Yeah. I was very nervous. I was a nervous wreck during the planning process. You know, I, I created a checklist of everything that I needed to do, which Wait, I would probably you so, share. Why were you so nervous? I was nervous because it's like, you know, this is the place that I've been wanting to go to. Okay. And you put a lot of you, unnecessary pressure on yourself. Yeah. But the weird thing is on the day of we were heading to the airport, I had no flight anxiety at all. I you think just dead inside by that. Maybe, point. <laughs> maybe I was just like, let's just please get this over with. Dang. And then when I got there, still no anxiety. And I was just going with the flow and everything turned out so amazing yeah so um i hope you all get that same experience too <laughs> get all the anxiety pre pre-trip and then when you're there it's like maybe you were oh, exhausted man. of being anxious maybe Do you get that yeah. i get that when i'm just like tired of being so worried that i'm like oh whatever yeah maybe yeah <laughs> <clears throat> that happens <laughs> um so the 
documents to consider about bringing there is just making mm-hmm. copies of the important ones, which is your passport mm-hmm. and the visas. It's $25 to do to get an Egyptian visa. And I believe it's a 30 day visa. You have to do it online before. You have to do it online because it's just <gasps> easier that way. Oh, okay. So different from Bali where you yeah. it's visa on arrival. It's better to get your visa beforehand. Um, because when you're going through customs, you just have everything ready for you. Okay. The application process was like five day turnaround. Jeez. And make sure if you have a middle name on your passport, that goes in the field of first names. Yeah. I didn't really know that. Luckily, I don't have yeah. a middle name. Oh. Okay. <laughs> they will flag you. Yeah, for sure. And um, really good tip. Yeah. Flights, hotels, tour confirmations, bring those on. It's sad that you have to print it on paper because it's a lot. It's a lot you of have paper to bring use. It, you don't have to, paper. but it's oh. like, it's a safe way because maybe in the Philippines I've had this experience. Okay. They ask for your flight going there. Like, even if you're leaving, they'll they'll be like, can I see your flight coming into the country? What? Yeah. I mean, it doesn't happen all the time, but it has happened to me. Are you being to the point- targeted? That's how kidding? I always feel like. I've never, that's like. I always, I always feel box. like I'm targeted. I always Dang. get some sort of unluckiness to it. But mm. I'm still very grateful that I'm travel privileged. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so yeah, just bring copies of everything in okay. case you lose it. Medicine, the medicine that I brought. Dramamine is very key, not just because of the flight. But in Egypt, we did a lot of traveling via, um, Car, with the driver. Like vans. Yeah. yeah. And the Nile cruise. Mm-hmm. So these long rides, the roads aren't fully developed no. sometimes. Like, you know, you get like potholes, mm-hmm. all the bumpies, a little bit swerves and stuff like that. So Dramamine helps in that case. That's good. I yeah. thought it was only for seasickness, but... Okay. I mean, if you're going on the now cruise like too, motion be sickness? perfect. Motion yeah, sickness all mo- as well. motion sickness. Okay. It'll just knock you out. But there are non-drowsy ones, which is just basically like powdered ginger mm-hmm. in a tablet. Another thing that I brought that helps a lot are those like menthol oil rollers Mm -hmm. it's just menthol is key to everything nausea um any itchiness if you get bug bites um any aches and pains it's like relieving and cooling Mm -hmm. so i packed those with me emergency vitamin c packets and liquid iv in egypt we were always always on the go so those were very important for us to have the weather because it was in november it was cold at night, so you just have to, like, stay protected that you don't get sick and yeah. stuff. So mm-hmm. vitamin C helped. Yeah. So what I packed as far as clothing goes, it's a Muslim country, country, mm-hmm. so I had to dress modestly. And that was pretty easy because imagine if I were to go to Egypt during the summer and I had to dress modestly. I feel yeah. as though it would be more of a problem for me because the suffocation, the mm-hmm. heat, you know, I wore a lot of t-shirts covering the shoulders, covering the knees as well. And I brought workout clothes because that's what I like to do. Mm-hmm. I'm a techie person. So all the tech that I brought. It's like a bag just of tech, I'm know, sure. Basically. <laughs> camera gear and whatnot, yeah. right? <laughs> so for sure, my iPhone, for sure my camera. And be aware that if you have a mirrorless or a dslr camera Mm. with a mic on top or on a gimbal some temples may charge you extra for a camera (sighs) fee and for me i didn't get charged because i didn't put my mic on i didn't have a gimbal Mm -hmm. everything was like Mm free-handed so keep that in mind that's a good point they scan your bag when you go into the temples so if you're trying to get away with 
um, hiding your gimbal, hiding your mic. I would say just leave that, leave all those behind if yeah. you don't want to get charged. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was like when we went to Chichen Itza, <clears throat> mm-hmm. they charged for our GoPros. Yeah. Like a dollar. A GoPro too. That thing oh no, was it was tiny. like almost $3 actually. Yeah. It was kind of crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I brought a zoom lens and I brought my mm. fixed lens too, just because in the temples, if you're up close, you want like a wide angle of it. The zoom lens will be great if you want it. If you're on the Nile cruise and you see a structure from afar, yeah. you want to zoom in on it. So uh, I did bring two lens and that's something new that I started doing okay. this year. I hate it. I don't like it. Yeah. I was going to say, did you use both of them? I did use Okay. I ended up using both of them, but it's just. And you just like so it because much. it's heavy? No, it's just I don't want to have carry. to like change. Yeah. And I don't want to have to worry about another piece of gadget that might may, get lost yeah, or break. Or yeah, break as something well. like that. Okay. Yeah. I brought extra camera camera battery as well. That is key. Uh, it's a no drone zone mm. in Egypt. So That's don't even important. dare bring in your drones. There's somebody who... Will they like confiscate them if you try they, to bring it in? No, they would hold it and you have to pay you have to pay for mm. them to store so it they hold it for ransom exactly <laughs> at the airport and then when you're leaving you could get it back but i heard that process is really annoying and you probably have to show up to the airport mm. more hours than also dr- don't trust nobody i wouldn't want to leave my drone anywhere <laughs> yeah um so instead of that i brought my insta 360 which has it like about a three feet selfie mm-hmm. stick and it worked perfectly because one of my videos, Leah thought I had a drone. <laughs> I did. I did think she had a drone. And this was your first trip with, no, second trip with the It's Insta my second trip with my Insta360. Okay. Yeah. But if you check out Trizzy on the gram, her Insta360 footage is just elite. So I love good. it. Yeah. yeah I it's love really it. Good. I think it's a, it's a great alternative for a drone. You could even get the six feet selfie stick if you want. Um, but I feel like that's pretty obnoxious <laughs> just to have like a long ass stick walking. Don't, through the don't bring your six feet selfie sticks around Jizzy. So <laughs> she'll watch call me, you obnoxious. Watch me have it though. Watch me get it in the yeah, future. Yeah, she will. She will. I feel like I will. <laughs> um, I also brought my dive case because believe nice, it or yeah. not, there are some snorkeling spots in Egypt so that nice. you guys would really, really, really love to check out. Brought like a mini tripod, my laptop, of course, with hard drives just in case I need to dump any footage. Mm-hmm. Um, extra memory cards. If I get lazy to dump footage, I can just switch out the memory yeah, cards. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And I would, a tip that I would have consider is you guys should think about getting pocket Wi-Fi. And mm. I have T-Mobile, so I usually don't have to buy a SIM card. But in Egypt, I felt like I wish I did because the reception was a little bit bad. The Wi-Fi at most of the hotels we stayed at was kind of crappy. You should so, take a page out of my book and get Wi-Fi wherever you go if you're there for a few weeks. <laughs> yes, I'm usually It's cheap. usually cheaper, yeah. though, to literally get a change your SIM card out in the country you're going to. Yeah. And just get a temporary plan for a couple weeks. That's true. Yeah. It's usually cheaper. Because yeah. T-Mobile's like 10 extra dollars a day or something. No, it's part of my plan. Oh, That's okay. why I'm like, I'll just... But then it didn't work, so... Yeah. <laughs> It worked okay. It yeah. just didn't work as as well it, as it did in like Philippines mm. or. Oh, not. really? Yeah, it's okay. so weird. Mm. Um, a lot of common reaction that I got um, when I posted about my snorkeling spot, mm. people were like, "What? Egypt has that?" And so, yes, Egypt has a red has has beaches. 
it's the Red Sea that you could snorkel in. So I packed snorkel okay, gear. Moses. <laughs> <laughs> I brought my snorkeling gear, uh, my fins, and my dive case for my Insta360. And that usually takes up a lot of a space. A lot of space. It because does. tell the people what kind of snorkeling gear you have. <laughs> it's basically the size of my face. <laughs> it's those bubble masks. Yeah. It covers your whole face so you could just breathe easier. You don't have to like control, what is it, your nose and your Breathe mouth. into a hole. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I've never done that one. I've always just had like the full It's a little face. claustrophobic. <laughs> because well, when I was snorkeling in Bali, like the piece can come detached. From the oh. snorkel. And then your your goggles might not seal all the way. Gosh. <laughs> it's just crappy snorkel here. Yeah. Also, people have gotten... This is where you will love bringing your own snorkel gear in handy. People have gotten diseases from yeah. other using oh. reused snorkel gear. Yeah. It's just which scares disgusting. the crap out yeah. of me. I don't care if they say <clears throat> they clean it thoroughly. Which they I don't, don't say it, it and they definitely don't do yeah, it. I'm not about they that. They just dunk it back in the ocean. Rinse, rinse, rinse. Ooh. They're like, it's salt water. Yeah, okay. it'll kill it. <laughs> so maybe be like Trizzy and bring your own snorkel bubble face yeah, case. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. We'll have we'll have the, uh, the fins and the snorkel face gear <laughs> in the description <laughs> for you guys. Um... So one of the stops we made was in Siwa, Siwa Oasis. It's like a desert. And at because it was November, I have to reiterate that. Mm-hmm. Nighttime is chilly. So cold, we cold, had to yeah. bring hot hands, which we used in Finland and in our yeah. camping trips. It was probably like 30, 40 degrees at nighttime. And we camped out in the desert. So hot hands were clutch. And I highly suggest that you guys consider bringing that. Yeah. Um, and old shoes that you don't really care about because mm. when you're in Siwa, it's going to be a lot of Dust, desert yeah, and sand going inside your shoes to the point where it's just going to be just mm. full of sand. Mm. So I brought like old running shoes that I was about to donate here. Okay. So I brought it. And then by the time Siwa was done or the trip was done, I just left it there. Oh, wow. Like, okay. I don't, I don't need it anymore. Okay. We didn't anticipate how cold it was going to be. So... Um, just prepare to bring a lot of warmer clothing. What do the temps drop? Well, in the desert at night, what do they drop down to? <sighs> 30 to 40 degrees Ooh. Fahrenheit. <gasps> yeah. That's literally freezing. Yeah. It's cold. It I, is like cold water freezes there. at 32 degrees. Yeah. That's but crazy. Luckily, it didn't have like a wind. Like there was no breeze, right. no nothing. Okay. It was just cold. If there was wind, ugh. That would have hurt. Did me. you have extra like when you were on tours and tour guys? Did they have like extra blankets if um, to put over you? Or you I mean, know? no, <laughs> they didn't have no extra blankets for us. It's just really. So did you feel that you were like re- prepared with? We were okay. We did all right, but we could have been warmer. I would not have been prepared for that. I would have brought my Uniqlo da- light down. <laughs> Ultra down, ultra light down, yeah, ultra light down, that down like a song. and light keyword. <laughs> ultra, ultra light down. <laughs> okay, now we're gonna jump into how I planned all the pre planning, mm. and like I mentioned before, it was a lot of anxiety um, to the point where usually I don't go to people, yeah, as as my first stop, but I did it with Egypt because I just there's just so many like voices in my head after hearing tons of stories the good the bad and um me just trying to make it perfection which nothing is perfect yeah um so i did go to two people 
in our travel community. Shout out Denise and shout out Jana. Denise is, it's Denise Cass and Jana is Wonder Woman Travel. So please give them a follow. But ultimately, I had in my mind like a vision of mm-hmm. how everything would work. I just had like um, them as kind of like a mini support Love it. system. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For sure. Um, since we flew with Qatar Airlines going to Cairo, they required just the airlines itself. The airlines itself required you to have like a sign and acknowledgement form, had all the paperwork set. They didn't even check it. It's not needed. So I don't know if it's That's just like annoying. old information that they mm. didn't remove. Even Egypt, the country, required a health questionnaire for you to fill out. They didn't check on that. They didn't ask me for yeah. it. I just did it just in case. Yeah, of course. So, and it doesn't, There's. it's like zero energy, yeah, zero yeah, effort yeah. to do that. Yeah. But upon check-in, they asked if we were vaccinated. We said yes. They okay. didn't check. Some of the blogs and the forums that I used, they always had like the first stop in Cairo. Mm. And for me, I felt that it didn't make sense to start in Cairo because that's where I was going to leave from. Mm-hmm. So that's why I worked kind of like a U-shape, like an oval. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I started in Luxor, worked all the way down south to Aswan, to the Red Sea to Mar Salam, then back to like Cairo, Giza area. Mm-hmm. That was just how I did it. But feel free to start in Cairo because, I mean, everywhere is just fascinating. Yeah. So. But these blogs and these forums are still great resources to use. Uh, Third Eye Traveler. Her itinerary was great. It helped me kind of, it inspired me a little bit to start my itinerary. Yeah. Like, like really get the courage to uh, start planning. Mm-hmm. And of course, <laughs> the Nomadic Network. Yeah. Yeah. I came across one of their blogs about like best tour companies in Egypt. Oh. Yeah. That's really good. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So that was a good one to check out. Um, I did not influence her. I'm, if you know me well, you know I'm a chapter leader for the Los Angeles chapter of the Nomadic Network, but it was started by Nomadic <laughs> Matt and you know, he always gives great travel advice and resources. So that's really yeah. cool that you found. Yeah, that you found, found a blog it. And I was post. like, oh, yeah. okay, this is For a sure. trusted source. So I'm, I'm going to yeah, check it out. Absolutely. <laughs> um, TripAdvisor as well. The forums were, they helped me. I always tend to do that with all my mm-hmm. trips. So finding hotels, I had a very unique experience in Aswan where I stayed on a houseboat. Yeah. And yeah. people were like, how so did you cool. find this? Right. And mm-hmm. it's basically just, Typing in Aswan, Egypt on Google Maps and then just zooming in and scrolling through the city to find something that catches your attention. Oh, okay. Right? So that's what we did. And we found this, uh, we found Anacob houseboat in Aswan. Mm-hmm. And it was in a key location where the Nile cruise docked in the same docking. Wow. Were you looking for accommodation boat. in the river? <laughs> No. Well, <laughs> just popped up on yeah, Google Maps. Exactly. Well, one of the other things was I saw a Movenpick hotel in the same island oh, as yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Anacob. And I was like, oh, I recognize that name. Yeah. So, I think I saw them in Bali too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, I, I'm, uh, I like famili- familiarity. Yeah. So I looked them up. Movenpick was super expensive. Mm. And then I figured there has to be something special about this mini island in mm-hmm. Aswan. So that's when I zoomed in more. We saw Anna Cobb, mm-hmm. like a houseboat. So, boom, it was just perfect. Yeah. Um, highly recommend it there. I've also looked on Orbits to book 
my hotels in Giza and I booked the houseboat on Orbitz. And of course, I get cash back mm-hmm. through Rakuten. And I probably throughout this trip so far, I've made about $20 cash back nice. on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Luxor and Marcel Alam was Hilton. The Luxor Hilton is very popular in searches. So that's like one of the first things that will pop up. I recommend them. They had a daily spa that was available nice. and it was apparently free. I don't know if it was just for us, nice. but I was like, okay. Yeah. Don't ask questions. That. Yeah. <laughs> why are you asking questions? Why are you, why do you care? Let's just walk. Just use it. Yeah. <laughs> the Marcel Alam Hilton is all inclusive. Nice. And it was dirt cheap. We paid about uh, maybe like 170 after taxes and fees yeah, for good. an all inclusive beachfront. So, Pre-arranged transfers and tours, that for me is key. I think being in Egypt, I learned that you don't really have to pre-arrange things because you could always book a tour Mm -hmm. um, with the hotel you're staying at, or you could easily go on, like get your guide on the day prior and book something. But for me, I just need it right away. I just need to know it's confirmed. Mm-hmm. I need emails sent to me. So um, I prearranged everything as far as like transfers and tours. My flight from Cairo to Luxor was via Egypt Air. Cairo is the hub. So if you want to do Aswan first, if you want to do Marsa Alam first, you could fly straight from Cairo to those other mini cities. I would suggest if you're booking on Egypt Air, to use the Mozilla Firefox browser. Mm. Um, does that still exist? It's, yeah, it does, surprisingly. <laughs> it's more compatible with their system that they have, I noticed. Because wow. I was booking on Chrome and Safari. Um, and Safari, mm. and there was always some sort of issues or the fields were like messed up. And I wanted to get a refund on one of my flights. And it wasn't working on Google Chrome. It wasn't working on Safari. Mm. And I was like, I'm going to try Mozilla Firefox. And it went through. Mm, okay. So just FYI, Egypt Air is kind of, don't don't even try calling them because they're not going to pick up, yeah. by the way. Sure. <laughs> when you're arranging drivers and far tours, such as going to Abu Simbel or going to Siwa Oasis, you're going to be asked for copies of your passport. And yeah. for me, I was a little bit scared. I was like, why, why is this company asking for my passport? I asked a few travel communities you've never been asked for your passport no. anywhere else ever no like in thailand i don't think did you um, go on any tours mr. J. yeah we went we drove three hours to chiang rai with who with mr j but is is he like a but he was He's like a local a, yeah not like a official tour oh, company that's a company oh interesting. Do you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah. like manju Picchu, we had to give our passports yeah big dream boatman had to give our passports in the philippines mm. yeah. yeah i don't know they never so really like, asked real like organized tours yeah. with companies mm. well if i <clears throat> some of the tours that i booked on get your guide and viator mm. they asked and i yeah. felt safe with that but this was like direct contact with with a representative from the the driving company mm. and yeah i was just like skeptical because it was new to me um yeah seriously never really been asked and people were just saying like, oh, they just need it because there's a lot of checkpoints within Egypt. Mm-hmm. Like if you're going for a three hour drive, a nine hour drive, there's several military checkpoints and yeah. they're going to ask for your passports and everything. 
So do not be alarmed for any first-time travelers <laughs> or first-time travelers going to Egypt. Don't be alarmed that you're asked for your copy of your passport, but make sure it's a trusted source. One of the drivers that I use and I highly recommend if you're going to the Aswan, Marcel Alam area, they're called Stevens Taxi. Great communication, great responsiveness as far as keeping you updated as your, your pickup is getting closer and closer. So highly recommend them. Drop, I'll drop their info in the description as well. Now Cruz had to book prior, but if y'all have been following me, you know my little debacle situation mm. with that. We won't get into it. I don't want to relive that moment. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I would say check with your hotels to see what their prices are too for hotel shuttles. We took a few hotel shuttles just because of access, like easy access of mm -hmm. reaching out to them. And some notable tour companies I would suggest for you guys um, in each of the cities that we went to. If you're going to Siwa from Giza area, Toritos is the company, T-O-U-R. I-T-O-S, kind of like Doritos. They'll give you a bag of Doritos as well. <laughs> um, I love them. Alexandria, our day trip there, we used iEgypt. Like I said before, get your guide and Viator. They're all booking platforms that has trusted tour companies on there. Um, and if anything happens, you could cancel within like 24 hours, which is pretty yeah, cool. so nice. Yeah. And our tour guide slash photographer at, in Cairo or Giza was Hossam. I found him on Airbnb, but please hit him up directly on Instagram because Airbnb will take a fee. And yeah. I feel as though if I had found him earlier on Instagram, I would have directly hit him up mm -hmm. instead of going through Airbnb experiences. Yeah. His handle is Hossam Artistic, H-O-S-S-A-M. And he does Cairo, Giza, and Alexandria area as well. She'll link it in the show notes. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Part of the pre-planning, safety weighing, travel insurance, can't stress enough about that. <laughs> Thanks to Leah <laughs> pushing me on that. I did fall during my sandboarding excursions. So, oh, uh, yeah. She had a pretty funny story so about... So I need that. Yeah. Um, and Luckily, she didn't have to make a claim. Yeah. No. But... I got to do that. I don't know. If you mm -hmm. don't have insurance, maybe you shouldn't <laughs> be traveling, right? Definitely. Like, how much... Do you remember how much you paid? Yeah. I only paid $32 for two weeks. See? Yeah. And if you're doing like four it. weeks, it's $42. Yeah. So it's $42 per four weeks. Yeah. But if you fall and actually broke something, <clears throat> God forbid, but she yeah. need to make a claim on the insurance. So good For thing sure. you had it. Yeah. All right. So now we're shifting to when you're there in Egypt. And I have a few things that I was very considerate about. Muslim country, dress modestly, cover the shoulders cover the knees mm -hmm. um even my workout clothes i brought was yeah. sweatpants and t-shirts and if you know me i usually work out in a tank top or sports bra with shorts like that that doesn't cover the knees so mm -hmm. even with that little gesture is fine but if you're on a resort i believe it's okay because i saw people showing their shoulders and knees mm -hmm. at the gym and stuff like that mm -hmm. so i was just playing it safe um, there is a language barrier. They speak Arabic there. That's their main language. But they also speak English, too. Basically, everybody that we encountered, they spoke English. So it's fine. Learn a few phrases. I got you. Thank you is shokran. And hello is ahalin. And believe it or not, fun fact, in high school, I took Arabic for maybe about like two years. 
but <laughs> now I forgot. And all she all. learned was hello and thank you. Yeah. No, Ashley know how to say, I want to eat an apple. Wait, please say it. Really? Yes. Okay. Anna e'ekulu tufa. Yum. <laughs> that, that's a very useful been, phrase. I've been saying that all over Egypt. <laughs> I probably butchered all the pronunciation of it. And I probably said some like curse word or something. Uh, the last thing to be considered about guys, girls, couples, mm-hmm. straight gay couples, don't matter. Please keep it in your pants. Until you get to your own room, all right? Don't hold hands. Don't be PDA. No PDA. Yeah. yeah. They don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. <laughs> yeah. Um, the most difficult part of the cultural difference was the disrespect towards the women. And take it from me, I had such an annoying experience with a taxi driver. He told us that he could take us to the Karnak Temple round trip. We exchanged WhatsApp information because when we were done with the Karnak Temple, he'll come wrap around, come pick us up in the front. Mm -hmm. So on the drive back to the cruise ship, he was just asking us like, oh, if we're single and us being LGBT couple, we didn't want to express that in Egypt because unfortunately it's a crime to be gay in Egypt. Mm -hmm. So we just said, yeah, we're single. And he was like, I don't understand how you guys are single. You're so beautiful. And we were like, okay, he's just being nice. Mm -hmm. But during the trip, during the ride, it just kept building and building to a more uncomfortable level. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm not going to tip this guy. And a tip is never, it's never compulsory. It's never (laughs) mandatory. It's always optional. For sure. So I just gave him whatever the fee we agreed on. And he said, no tip, no tip. You're making me feel like a woman. Oh. And I just had to. My God. I had to. I'm like, hold me back. Hold me back. Hold me back. Hold me back. What does that even mean? I don't know. Like, in that culture, I don't think I even want to know. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Actually, yeah. It hurt so much of my spirit to just, like, have that directed. Was he... Okay, I'm going to sound ageist saying this, but was he older? Yes, he was older. Mm, so, yes. maybe it's not ageism. Maybe it's just the truth. <laughs> True, but that's what I encountered, um, unfortunately. But That's yeah. horrible. Yeah. And it's it's the different cultural differences are like worlds away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for Ugh, sure. What a bummer. Yeah. I Hopefully know. no one else experiences that when, on your visit. Mm-hmm. But that's one of the things where it deters a lot of people from going to Egypt. It's like the harassment. Mm. And I get it. I see it. Like, I'm not going to okay. say it's not safe. I'm not going to say you're not going to get harassed. Right. Because it happened to us. But for the most part, if you're very alert, you're uh-huh. very diligent, you would be okay. And you're going to have a fantastic time. Mm-hmm. Seriously. Like, other than that, we were just having the time of our lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We didn't let that. Whew, but even though I had to, yeah. you know. Crack a little knuckles here and there. Hold me back a little bit. FYI, guys, there's indoor smoking all over Egypt. I just feel like we went back 50 years. It was crazy. (laughs) We were just in like a gas station and then people were just Mm. smoking. And the gas station was tiny. It was like a mini mart. So it's just like when we went in there to use the restroom. 
which by the way is usually like five Egyptian pounds to use at restaurant. <gasps> yeah. Wait, how much is that in US? That it's really cheap. It's probably oh. like one penny or like f- Oh. <laughs> That's not they're gonna say like a dollar. I'm like, I don't even know no. if I'd use pay a dollar to use the restaurant. It's like dirt cheap, which is fine. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um but yeah, indoor smoking in the gas station mm. it was just all over our clothes which sucks but that's what you have to expect um, the tipping culture is expected like what happened in the tax with the taxi driver he expected it's expected but it's not mandatory, it's not mandatory. you're not breaking the law if you don't yeah, tip for sure that's just my opinion and i stand strong by my tipping opinion i love so. it yeah i i appreciate that that's good mentality i mean put yo fight me in the dms mm-hmm. people will too mm-hmm. but if you don't deserve a tip i ain't giving you a tip Ooh, that could be another end of the year controversial 100 100 <laughs> i literally left a 10 percent tip the other day in the united states of america mm-hmm. like sorry yeah tipping is not mandatory you're yeah. not breaking any laws if you don't tip for sure definitely but if you do want to tip contribute to like a great tour guide great tour leaders mm. Um, taxi drivers that don't harass you mm-hmm. um, bring lots of small bills and they actually prefer you pay them in USD oh I had strong Euros. opinions about this too <laughs> yeah I had strong opinions about giving them USD also mm-hmm. yeah let's hear it um well the reason I go to different countries certain countries is because my dollar goes further mm-hmm. Um, and I understand the dollar may weigh more in Egypt, but like I already converted all my money. I'm not converting it back to USD yeah. for you. Right. I'm giving it to you in your local currency. Mm-hmm. And Trizzy did a poll on yeah. this in her on her Instagram. And um, I was like the only one that answered yeah. like that. I mean, but that's understandable, too. Like, I get it. You go to another country to you know, make your dollar stretch and stuff like yeah. that. So. And if I'm going to give you 10% mm-hmm. of this tip in the Egyptian currency, that's what it's going to be. Yeah. I'm not giving you like an equivalent of 10% if this was converted to USD. Yeah. No, thank uh, you. No. Mm, no. <laughs> But I mean, the dollar was really strong at that time. So yeah, yeah. I, I I feel as though I would be okay if the dollar was well, strong. You're a little bit of a nicer person. You're a nicer person than I am. It seems. You're a more generous person. I don't want to see my other side. <laughs> <laughs> um. So military presence around Egypt it is a normal thing. Do not be startled or alarmed mm-hmm. by it. I was kind of freaked out at first. Long car rides. There are a lot of checkpoints, mm. so you'll see them around and. They carry like large guns and yeah. they ride around in tanks. Like it's a normal thing. It's like Central America. There's a lot of uh, yeah military presence too. Oh, okay. I'm just yeah. used to so it. I gotta <laughs> mentally prepare myself for that too. <laughs> so my itinerary was great. I recommend you guys doing that type of layout. However, the only thing I would change and probably push on is maybe doing the Nile cruise from Aswan to Luxor. There's more dates, more cruise more cruises there. So you'll be able it's more it seems more flexible. Because what did you do? Because I did Luxor to Aswan. Okay, so you recommend doing it the reverse way. Exactly. Okay. And there are flights from Cairo to Aswan. So it's not too much to think of. And with the temples and the pyramids, I read in a lot of forums and a lot of blogs is that you need to have a tour guide. From experience, from uh, going there, I think you're okay going without a tour guide. But, you know, the pros mm-hmm. of having a tour guide is you get crazy amount of history information from them. And mm-hmm. you could have your questions answered right away. Mm-hmm. Um, I noticed that 
some of the older tour guides we had, they're all about just giving you information and moving on to the next mm-hmm. one. The younger ones that we had gave us a little bit time to, you know, do our content, take photos, help us take photos and videos and not really press on moving to the next spot. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a little bit more flexible without a tour guide, I would say. And I noticed a lot of tour guides were mostly males. We only had one female tour guide and she was amazing. We had a boss ass tour guide, female tour guide in Alexandria. She's been doing it for like 20 years. And she's also uh, a university instructor and Egyptologist Mm -hmm. as well. So gangster. I wonder if that's a safety thing. Mm. Okay. Yeah. 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 They don't want to be alone with tourists. Why not? Just like how female Uber drivers don't drive after dark. Right. Right. Or some of them don't. I know a lot that don't. I see. Okay. Yeah. Well, if you are interested in going to Egypt, there are many other female tour guides that you could book. And I noticed that on Airbnb experiences. And even if you Google on Instagram, there are a few that popped up as well. I would say if you're planning to do Siwa Oasis, uh, the private tour that we had with Toritos was so worth it. It was very expensive. It was about $500 per person, but it included a round trip, which was a nine hour ride. Wow. Each way. It included amazing local meals that you probably won't even find on your own. And the desert camp, <clears throat> the desert camp that they put us in was just magical. Yeah, everything was just very convenient with Toritos and highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. Um, also, if you if you are going to see what well, what we did was we booked a cheap hotel that had an amazing pyramid view and it was still cheap. It ended up to be like $60 a night for like a whole week. And in the middle, that's when we went to Siwa. So we basically had our luggage stored there. Mm-hmm. So we'd come back, have a place to stay, don't have to worry about lugging our luggage to the desert and rechecking in to another hotel. So highly recommend doing that. In Siwa, that culture over there, by the way, Siwa was like my favorite city. Why? Because the culture okay. was so laid back. They were so sweet, so nice. Vendors, if you go into any of the shops to buy some souvenirs, they don't bother you. Mm -hmm. If anything, they leave the store for you to have your moment. Mm -hmm. And then if you have questions, you go find them. If you want to buy, you go find them. And it's so much cheaper than buying souvenirs in Cairo. Their local language is called Amazi. I hope I pronounced that right. But they also speak Arabic as well. Transportation. They use Uber. They use taxis. Uber in yeah. Egypt? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We didn't use it, but I heard it was really, really cheap too. Um, there's also taxi options, but with that, you have to negotiate and you really have to make sure that what you guys negotiated is still going to be the price that when you arrive at your destination, it's still going to be that price. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're in the Giza pyramids, the pyramids of Giza, there's a part where if you want to see the whole nine pyramids that's located there, they're going to tell you that you need to get a camel to ride all the way through the other side of the desert. Um, We didn't do that. We Mm -hmm. opted out. The camels didn't really look healthy to us. Um, Edfu, they have horse carriages and tuk-tuks. So if you're doing the Nile cruise and you're getting off, you have to take either horse carriage or a tuk-tuk. I would recommend tuk-tuk for obvious reasons. You just want to not be a part of the 
potential abuse of the animals. The tuk-tuk was fun though, so go with that. There we go. <laughs> and now the food part. The food was cheap all around. Mm-hmm. Um, every places that we went to, um, their veggies were so fresh. Best tomatoes I've eaten. Cucumbers were amazing. Had the great, had the best texture of crunch into it. Olives were just bomb. Vegetarian options? Yeah. Okay. Very much. Yeah. Speaking of veg- vegetarian, the, the kushri that we had was basically a carbo, carb central dish. It was rice, lentils, um, like some sort of pasta in there, vermicelli noodles, all in one. <laughs> <laughs> with a little tomato sauce thrown on the side mm-hmm. but it was amazing with fried onions on the top mm-hmm. if you're eating outside it's dirt cheap basically in yeah. Giza I had a fried chicken because I was craving super fried chicken had crispies we went to crispies my meal was probably like mm. just two dollars so some of the places that I would go back to in Egypt that I missed out on are Saqqara, which is like the Dozier Pyramid, the Step Pyramid. That one is the oldest pyramid in Egypt. Wow. Like older than the pyramids of Giza. Old Cairo, didn't, didn't get a chance to go there. The National Museum of Egyptian Civilization. I heard that museum is way better than the main Egyptian museum itself. The Citadel of Cairo, I heard it. I mean, I saw pictures and I saw it from afar heading to heading back to the airport. And I was like, damn, I wish I checked that place out. But always next time. Always a reason to go back. Yeah, definitely. Um, if you want more Red Sea, which I do, I would check out Hergada and Sharm el-Sheikh. Those are a lot of beach towns, too. Great snorkeling as well. Um, they may be more touristy and more things to do than Marsalam. Marsalam was very quiet mm. like no, no surroundings no rest, no outside restaurants around and i would stay in aswan longer um i only had one night basically originally two nights but it didn't work out and i would probably spend most of my time in siwa just like chilling there with the go. locals yeah yeah that's all i want to do most of your time but yeah that that was my dream trip, Egypt, and it was amazing. There's so much more to say. I don't know. Just DM me yeah. if y'all got any questions. I could go on and on about the experience that I had. But um, thanks for uh, listening. There are some items in this episode we may get a small commission from if you buy through our direct links. It helps us to keep creating fun and super helpful travel content for you. We wouldn't be anywhere without the support you've given us, and for that, we're always appreciative. To support the podcast even further with just a $2 donation, head to buymeacoffee.com forward slash ticket to anywhere. To be the first to get our episodes, subscribe to Ticket to Anywhere on YouTube. Share this episode with a friend if you found it helpful. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Listen to Ticket to Anywhere wherever you get your podcasts.